This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and challenges. Today, we are very excited to be interviewing Gretchen Nemchik. I actually met the lovely Gretchen in Morocco. I was holidaying with my family and she was holidaying with hers. We connected because we were both having to talk to the chef about the food. As my daughter is highly allergic to nuts and stops breathing if she eats them, and Gretchen was recovering from a serious autoimmune illness. Thank you for joining us today, Gretchen. It's so nice to have you. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. And can you tell our audience just a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a American expat living in Munich, Germany, and uh, I moved my family over here to work for a software company, which is uh, what I've been doing for the last 20 some odd years is uh, working in various areas of go to market and marketing for B2B software businesses. I've recently left the software world and the corporate business world to enjoy a little bit of a COVID sabbatical first off, but also I am excited about building my own new venture, which is focused on leadership and growth consulting and really focusing in on an area that I learned I was very passionate about in the corporate world, which is helping businesses be more successful through showing up in our best selves every day. So I'm excited about this. This is my new 2020 venture and it's going to keep me busy, but I'm really excited about it. Oh, I love hearing about that. And no doubt we definitely leaders stepping onto that challenge. So it sounds like you you will get the grasp of that soon enough. So welcome. Welcome to that entrepreneurial world. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm curious, and I know that we will touch base on that because definitely leadership and how to help them is something that is, you know, a hot topic right now. But I'm curious to touch base first on that attrition, so to speak, that Fleur was touching on the introduction. Because obviously, we know now that our body reacts in, in ways and the food that we put in our system obviously has a knock-on effect on that. So I'm curious to hear, when did you start noticing your body reacting to the food you were eating and how do you came about that? Well, it's interesting. Um, coming to it wasn't at the beginning really all about food. You know, I was recovering from a very stressful time at work. You know, we, we, I think we all go through these periods in our, in our careers where, you know, I just had an immense project I was dealing with and, and it left me feeling very depleted. And what I noticed with my body is that I was having a number of, of different issues just sort of pop up that were all seemingly unrelated. And yet, when you look at yourself, you can't help but think they are related. And after a number of different doctor's visits and, and consultations, uh, I came to, to discover that I did have an autoimmune uh, disorder, actually uh, two, which is not uncommon for women. These things often travel in pairs. And, and when I realized that, I started digging in and doing some research to understand, you know, how do I move forward with, with this? Conventional medicine was often telling me, okay, well, you take this set of pills and, you know, these are the things you needed to do. But I felt like that was just a Band-Aid on the issue and, and that it wasn't really getting to the root of the problem. 
And so I started doing a lot of research and digging into understanding more about autoimmune and, and our immune systems overall. And I learned that there are a number of foods that we eat and put in our bodies that are inflammatory in nature. And that one of the things we need to do when you have an autoimmune response in your body is to calm that autoimmune response. And, and as I started really learning about how food interacts with, with our gut, how food interacts with those automatic immune responses, I started to, to take a look a lot more seriously at what I ate and what I put in my body and, and made some pretty significant changes. That's amazing. So do you think or that it was definitely you reacted to the stress? the cortisol running through the body with the stress response? No, I think it's any number of things. I, I think it's difficult, you know, and, and at least in the research I've done and also how I've looked at my own body over the last four years since I've been pretty serious about it, it's not just the food. I think the food is a symptom. I think the stress is certainly a trigger. Um, like you said, the cortisol is a big, big impact on that. I think as women, we go through natural hormonal fluctuations in our bodies, which also contribute to those things. I've seen statistics as high as six to 10 times more often the folks who have autoimmune disorders than men, and particularly thyroid-related hormone disorders. So it, it, I think it's any number of things. And I think you know these types of things impact us in different ways, particularly when they compound. You know, stress can probably be the root of it, but you know, you've got other factors as well, like genetics that play into it. You know, some of us just get dealt, you know, a different deck of cards. <laughs> yeah. From my research that I've been doing a lot into this as well, because I've got a daughter who may be as well autoimmune, is that we can be dealt the genetics, but a lot of our lifestyle choices is what Absolutely. triggers it. Yeah. Absolutely. And there's 80, there's 80 different types, isn't there, of autoimmune diseases? Yes. So, so many. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it is, seems to be something of a modern day living, which is, you know, Absolutely. concerning. Yeah, really concerning. Yeah. And January is thyroid awareness or autoimmune, or excuse me, thyroid awareness month. <laughs> you know, one of the things I read recently was that more than 60 million Americans are dealing with some form of a thyroid disorder. And, you know, that's pretty high. Uh, and most of those are women. And as I said, at the beginning, um, for most of us who have autoimmune responses in our body, they usually come in pairs, a minimum of two, sometimes three. And I think that the challenge for women is that oftentimes you're dealing with these things, which is what I was dealing with at the beginning, having these seemingly unrelated things going on in your body, visiting different doctors for different things and never connecting the dots. And I think that that for me, the biggest shift happened when I connected the dots, that all of these things were related to one another. They were not mutually exclusive issues. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the research, the, I've just been doing a neuroscience course and all the latest research is about the integration of the body and how when the nervous system is not working properly which doesn't work properly if we're if we're not in harmony then we do have more stress in our body and it takes all of our systems out our digestive system our hormonal system our breathing system, exactly everything exactly yeah yeah. yeah, I'm curious to to hear because obviously I'm aware that some of our listeners may be thinking, "Oh God, I'm 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 feeling different things in 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 myself in my body. How can I find out if they are related? And if they are, how can I you know overcome this? How can I make them better? So is there 
any sort of advice that you could give to that regards? How did you found out that they were all related? And how did you went on to hack this lifestyle that we were talking about to help you, you know, overcome this? You know, sadly, I think it's a lot of detective work. We have to all kind of be the Sherlock Holmes of our own body. I think doctors can tell you so much, but, and I, and I did assemble a good team of physicians, but still sometimes I felt like they weren't really working together. (laughs) It just, you know, they had their own specialties. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's something where a lot of intuition comes into play. And and if you think about it, like Fleur was saying, it's all related. I mean, our body is just one giant machine and your gut is connected to your brain and your nervous system is connected to, you know, everything. And so I think at some point when you see lots of different issues popping up like this, the only answer is that there's a root cause for all of it. And and generally speaking, that root cause is related to lifestyle. Like for said, I mean, you have, you have genetic predispositions. I think we all, you know, have markers. I've never been genetically tested, so I don't know if I carry the gene that would make me more susceptible to the things that I have to deal with. But, but at this point, that's sort of irrelevant. I know I have to deal with them. So I think the most important part is, is recognizing that lifestyle impacts all of that. And for me, you know, it's interesting as I was thinking about talking today, that food is such a big part of it, but the stress and the sleep and the, and the rest and, and all of these other components are, are so critically important. And I found as I dove into this, that food was actually the easiest thing to control. Like that was actually the thing that was, because it's so binary, you either eat this or you don't, you, you eat this and you have a reaction or you don't eat this and you minimize the reaction. Whereas, you know, internalization of stress or non-processed emotions or not getting a good night's sleep or, you know, all of these other things that contribute, those are much harder to sort of track and measure responses to, you know, and I found that pretty quickly I was able to make big shifts in my diet and really see results and and feel very good about it and feel very much more healthy uh, than I did before. But then, as I said, the other aspects are the part that helps prevent it in the future, you know, helps, helps prevent those things from happening going forward. And that's where you really have to you know, that's where the hard work is, I think. Some people feel like the diet is the hard work, but for me, it was more the, how do I minimize stress? How do I minimize my reaction to stress? And how do I make, you know, those aspects of my life a bit better? Yeah, what I'm hearing as well is you took control of what you could control. And the food- yes, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the food is the, is the first part, isn't it? But because yeah, lots of yeah. our unconscious planning, 95% of what's going on is under the surface, we don't even know that our cells and our body and our nervous system is out of balance. Or I don't even like the word balance because it's never been balanced, but out of harmony. We don't know it's not integrated. And it's only when we start doing, for me, because I, I was near ME when I went to see a specialist, I only knew when I started doing some of the relaxation meditations, the breathing, the difference that I was feeling in my body before I thought it was normal. You know, I couldn't sleep. And I thought, well, I I had labeled myself, I just, I'm just not a sleep person. I didn't sleep well as a child. But I didn't realize that wasn't normal. And the older I got, the more I couldn't recover from not having enough sleep, not with having three children, entrepreneur, husband, a job, 
So I was forced as well to make those changes, but it wasn't until I made those changes, I realized how much better I felt and how much more energy I had. Yes. Yes. And I think that's kind of coming back to the very original question that Lucia asked at the top. I think that's why I didn't realize also that food was causing reactions because you get, you build your life in a certain way and you're, you know, you're, you're plodding along and all seems fine until it doesn't. And you know, I had no idea that sugar was such a, a huge trigger for, for health issues for me and all of these other things. But once you kind of take a step back and you remove that and you think, wow, I didn't realize that pain that I felt in my hip was related to overall inflammation, which was a result of all of this other stuff. You just think, oh, I've got a stiff hip that, you know, from a running injury that I had five years ago. And once you start to see how much better you feel, then you realize how how big of an impact those things have. Mm. What I love hearing, and, I, and you pointed out, Fleur, is, you know, control what you can and take it step by step. And I think that is something that we can all get behind because I would have in my English, and in your case, when you start in feeling like several things not working and, you know, because I experienced that with my mom as well. She also has an autoimmune illness. And she gets quite desperate because there is no one day in her life that she's feeling okay. And you wake up and you're like, okay, so let's see what today has, you know, to offer, but in a negative way. And so to know that at some point you can say, okay, if today I can only manage this, then that's a win. And then let's wake up tomorrow and do it again. And uh, I wonder whether that is something that you experience yourself and help you sort of plow through until you were able to connect all the dots and, you know get on with it, so to speak. For sure. You know, I had the good fortune of seeing really immediate dramatic benefits from some shifts in my food, but I also went cold turkey. You know, a lot of people that's difficult for numbers of reasons, whether it's their work situation or they don't know how to cook or, you know, whatever. There, there are lots of reasons why it makes it difficult for people to make that kind of a switch. Um, I had a pretty big win at the beginning. So I was able to kind of draw upon that momentum to carry me forward as I learned the other things. And I felt measurably better very, very fast. And, and I'm conscious though, that a lot of people don't recover that quickly. And, and I think to your point, you do have to kind of take it day by day and accept the wins that you get and be gentle with yourself, you know, and, and recognize that it's, it's about progress and not always perfection. You know, one of the things I've learned over the years as I have, you know, kind of tapped into a community of, of people who have similar situations who are following similar journeys is that healing is not linear. It goes and fits and starts. You know, you run into periods that where, and this is how, you know, you come back to the lifestyle and how stress can impact you. I might have most of my stress under control. I might have, you know, created new systems for things and, and, and doing a lot of mindfulness and getting exercise and sleeping better and eating better. But then, you know, something like COVID happens. <laughs> <laughs> and and this you know throws a completely different curveball at you and that forces you to adjust and you know and to reevaluate and sometimes it it brings up things that you know you might have felt were a bit under control that maybe you know you have to take extra focus on and you just have to I think you you have to take it day by day and just be gentle with yourself like I I tell that to myself I tell that to my friends who and I tell that to the to the women that I mentor just be gentle with yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is that, you know, that reaction, isn't it, between stimulus and response? It's so easy sometimes just to react 
and to retrain yourself if you're quite a passionate feisty woman as I can be (laughs) to retrain yourself to just slow down and you get there in the end and there's not always the answers and you know not to be reactive but to respond and you know just take that slower route I always think of it as like a rock climber actually a rock climber's got to knows where it's going but it's taken the steps and sometimes it gets to a bit and it has to go backwards, doesn't it, before it can go forward or it has to go to the side or it has to come back, a rock climber has to come back down the ledge again before it can find a route through. Then, like you said, it's, it's, it's not linear and it, it can feel sometimes like you're not getting anywhere. And that's why you need that compassion and that kindness, nurturing yourself through, isn't it, instead of the judgment, because that just brings up more stress again. Exactly. Exactly. It, it makes it even more tricky. Hearing on that, I wonder, because obviously, yes, when you put it in that perspective, then you're better able to see the path and understand the rock climber, I call it the cha-cha. Uh, you're dancing the cha-cha-cha is one step forwards, two back, but always swinging, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but, you know, as you do that, it must have been hard at some points to keep yourself motivated and to keep thinking, okay, I'm going to get through this. It doesn't matter how, it doesn't matter when, but I'll get there because I love myself far more than anything else, so I'm going to do it. So how yeah. did you manage to keep yourself motivated throughout that time and to find those answers when, you know, presumably you were exhausted as well? So how, where do you find that strength and that motivation? It's a good question. You know, I think first having a really supportive family helps. Um, I'm very fortunate to have, you know, my husband and my daughter in my life who have been with me every step of the way and there to help give me a little extra wind in my sails when I feel like it's all dried up. Um, So I think that is number one. I think the other part is looking at what the goal is in mind and sometimes recognizing that I might not get there overnight. I'm a person who's motivated to be successful and to achieve things. And I sometimes will put out, you know, a big lofty goal, but then in order to make sure that I stay motivated along the way, I need to break it up into really bite-sized chunks so I can give myself that little dopamine kick when I achieve something small, you know, and, and take and celebrate those victories. I'll be honest, like through the holidays and through all this time in COVID where we're adapting our lifestyles, we as a family want to go to comfort baking because it's <laughs> nice, you know, it's really cinnamon rolls are amazing. And those are things I definitely should not be eating. <laughs> but but giving myself a little bit of grace, you know, to say, okay, well, every now and then is okay. As long as I know it's not one of the things that creates a terrible reaction in me and, uh, and then getting back on track and, and sometimes it's harder to get back on track. And so it's almost just like some days it's taking it day by day. Like, Hey, I did really well today. I, you know, I, I made sure to fill my body with really nutritious things as opposed to things that don't give me fuel and don't, you know, give my body what it needs. And some days it's more like I made it through that hour and (laughs) that hour, you know, that hour was good. I didn't try to say, you know, that little piece of chocolate over there looks really good. You know, so I think it's, you just have to check in with yourself to see how you're feeling and and whether or not, you know, you've got enough energy to get to that long-term goal and to think about it that way, or whether you need to give yourself kind of some short-term quick wins. Mm. I'm loving the humanness of it though. At the end of the day, we're human. (laughs) 
and there's Absolutely. some days we're going to have bad days and there's some hours we're going to have bad hours but you know yeah. if we just stop and realize them but don't stay down for too long and keep exactly. being pulled forward by things that are going to fuel us to feel better but not beat us up up I think that's so important absolutely and I think you know with the food component of what I've done in my life and what many others have done uh, following this kind of protocol it's important to understand that it's it's all about healing right you know one of the things with autoimmune is it's often related to gut dysbiosis and you know your gut not being healthy and you can heal it that's the nice thing is that through you know reduction of inflammation and changing the way that you eat and putting more nutrition and focusing on nutri nutrient density um, and less on inflammatory foods, you can heal yourself. You can improve those those functions in your body, and ultimately get to the point where you know having a piece of pizza every now and then is not going to send you into a cytokine storm. <laughs> You're going to yeah. be okay, and yeah. you know. And I think that's also the goal, which is it's not about committing to eat a very, very restrictive way for the rest of your life. It's about healing your body to the point where you can start to tolerate things. Maybe it's just in small, small quantities, but you can tolerate those things better than you could before when your immune system was just on constant overdrive. And, and that's, I think, kind of the goal is, is how, do you, how do you get as close to optimal health as possible and recognize that there will be speed bumps along the way, stress can impact it, all these things can impact it, but, but healing and getting better is, is the goal, not perfection. And, and you can, you know, and then, and then it becomes something that you, you can partake every now and then and not feel, you know, like it's, it's a tremendous impact. And the rest of your life. Yeah. And what I'm, um, I just like to pick up on something you said earlier on about um, more women getting autoimmune because I've been reading that as women, we've become a little bit more like men, especially us women that want to achieve in the workplace. And we're kind of go, 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 drive, drive, drive. And actually the women's cycle, we're not actually supposed to push, push, push. We are supposed to have times of rest. And then we use the time, the rest of the time when we are on our real push part of our cycle, we're more energized than most men and more intuitive so that power comes within the cycle but we don't need to be push 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 all the time do you i think that makes sense about that i haven't but um but it does make sense to me i think our bodies are built differently uh, for different functions and i often think of of women as marathon runners and not as sprinters <laughs> you know we have this built-in endurance but it's you know, like when I ran a couple of marathons, I was super happy with a 10 minute mile. And I kept that 10 minute mile the whole time. And then by the end, I didn't feel tired almost, you know, it was like, keep that pace, but I can sustain that type of a pace. But if you asked me to like put in, you know, 20% more energy for, you know, 30% more longer, it would kill me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's just understanding, you know, what our, what our bodies are designed for, but um, you know, I think the the other part is that, you know, we have a a very different biorhythm, you know, based on our cycles and based on, you know, our reproductive health that changes how we, I don't know, how we go into our careers and how we go into uh, the shifts in our careers. And I don't know, I think there's, a, it'll be interesting to see the research that comes out of this in, in a few years time, because we're 
impacted so much by you know the shifts in in our home life the shifts in in our our, our parents aging uh you know with covid switch to a, a a world where you know we may have a lot more domestic duties than we might have had before i think all of these things really really play a part in 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 the stamina that we have you know? yeah i think like you said earlier we've got honor we've got honor that we're different listen that's okay we can still mm -hmm. you know reach our goals and we don't have to wear every single hat and be the best no. at everything which is what too many of us are striving to do i believe yes yes absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer fall trades master of none is my middle name <laughs> mm -hmm. now that is true and what i'm loving uh, hearing throughout the conversation really is two pieces the first of one of them is the awareness is having that curiosity to just go farther whether it is like you know i'm just going to introduce nutrition in here whether it is finding that new career path like I've, I've been in corporate i've loved helping out leaders let's see how can i continue to do so to the point of thinking okay women and men are just different so is that awareness and that curiosity and acceptance is the other word that is coming for me which is okay this is what it is. And I'm not saying acceptance from the point of like, you know, many people thinking I'm accepting what it is, therefore I surrender. I'm saying it from the point of view, like I'm accepting what it is and now I'm prepared to tackle it. Because when you embrace what's happening, when you come from that understanding, from that peaceful setup, I would say, then you're better off to have the stamina, the motivation, the energy to go for it. And I'm hearing a lot of that in your journey, Gretchen. So congratulations. Absolutely. Um, Thank, I would you. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, to the point you just made, I think one of the things that I learned over the last couple of years with respect to stress is that, you know, a lot of our stress comes from resisting what is. Acceptance doesn't mean that you just lie down and take it. It means being at peace with the fact that it is as it is, you know, if you have it within your power to make changes, to make those changes, if you have no power to make the changes, you have to let go of that a little bit. And that's, I think, something that both, you know, in the professional realm, but also in home and just in life in general, that it was difficult for me to, to learn is, you know, I can't fix everything, you know, and, and to be okay with that you know, accept the things I can change. But that's, a, that's an area that I think we don't always realize we feel stress and tension in our bodies around, you know, and, and there's so much of that in life right now, especially too, with everything yeah. people are dealing with. Accepting the uncertainty, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And it's yes, coming back to that. that yeah. Bit. Coming back to that control, what you can control and take charge of what you can control. And, you know, you know, be a piece with it. At the end of the day, we can at the moment change covid but we can change how we're eating whether we're exercising in the day how we're talking to ourselves so can you sum up in one sentence how you've made your life better yes i think in one sentence it's being aware of of how everything is connected in my life between you know what i put into my body what i take on from the world from you know other people from work what i you know what i take on in terms of my thoughts and my you know my choices um and how it all really plays together in this you know marvelous machinery we have as our bodies 
and that uh, it's really it's all a journey to sort of self-discovery, whether that's, you know, what what's the optimal foods we put in or what's the best way we think about life going forward. Mm. So. What a lovely way to put it, Gretchen. I loved it. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm sure most of our, uh, no, not most, all of our listeners <laughs> will relate to that and probably will be relating to you and your message. So where can they find you? Where can they go if you want to hear more about Gretchen, more about your leadership programs? And we'll also make sure that we put this in the in the comments so they this just a, a one click away. Sounds good. You know, I am minimally active on most social media. Um, I would say that's actually a part of my stress reduction in my life is simply <laughs> not taking in too much data. The one place where I am fairly active uh, is LinkedIn. Um, and I can be found, I think I'm the only Gretchen Nemechek on LinkedIn and there's only uh, one C in my name. So that'll be there. It's easy to get that misspelled, but uh, so I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. That's where I really uh, share my thoughts on leadership and I'll be sharing a lot more as my business gets going. So yeah, that's the place to find me. One thing I would like to add too, if, if you don't mind is, you know, thinking on the fact that so many women are plagued by immune related disorders. I did want to share and I'll give you the link to it one of the best resources that I found, and it's a great starting point for most people to learn more about how uh, how a different eating template can help shift the health perspective inside your body, how, how it can help to start to heal your gut. I found it's been a great resource for me. I've shared it with a number of other women who have various autoimmune related issues and they've experienced similar results. I think, you know, my part of my journey is to make sure other women don't have to spend as much time in the sleuthing around to to get to the point where I got to just to be a good starting point so I'll share there's uh, tons of autoimmune wellness resources out there and I'll give you the link to the one that I think is the best place to start that's fantastic thank you very much Gretchen I'm sure they will definitely appreciate it yeah that's really helpful yeah and we've so appreciated having you on today so thank you you're welcome thank you And thank you for our audience for joining us for one more week. Thanks for showing us your love and your appreciation. And please share this podcast with anyone you think will benefit from it. Like it, leave a comment and subscribe. And we look forward to seeing you next week. And in the meantime, stay well, stay safe and stay inspired. Much love. Mm